Oh. Um, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go I ahead. like how we both did the inhale. We're like. <gasps> All right, you go. Go ahead. I just want to say, um, Radrick Davis, aka the Trap Father, aka Burman, aka Gucci Mane, is performing less than three miles from where we're recording right now at eight o'clock at the house of blues gucci man is there right now that's all i'm saying yeah and here we are here we are in my living room that could be us recording a pod i texted lauren i was like change of plans gucci man's at the house of blues see you there (laughs) gucci do you want to introduce our guest um well i you don't want to introduce i I just i just wanted to say that starships were meant to fly Hands up and touch the sky. Oh, you know what? Let's do this one more time. I, well, we can't stop because we're so high. Hands up. No, no. Oh, God. We're we high. butchered this we're, one, dude. We're higher than a... MRF-er. MRF-er. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> We're higher than a I had a good one I was going to do. I was going to say the lyrics to Water. <laughs> I dribble y'all be like, what? Well, I feel like I'm 21 seconds. Yep, yep, I, yep. I was going to say we're having s'mores by the campfire. Camp Flognaw, golf, uh, wing, summer. I wouldn't have caught on to that. You would have, whenever I said Flognaw, you well, would have yeah, got yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't notice anyone else. I think it's just you and me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode four, four of season two of the Is It My Turn podcast. Today we have a very special guest, uh, my best friend of uh, how many years has it been? We're counting with fingers right now. Is it like 10 years? 10 years? It's more than that. Can we confirm 10 years? Because we were freshmen in what, 2011? Yeah. Oh, 10 so, years. Well, okay, over, so under 10. So, <laughs> I'm hammering the so over. Wait, we've been, we, we basically were friends from, I don't even know, can they hear me? <laughs> hey, I'm the special guest, but I won't tell you my name yet. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to do that. I'm Still haven't been introduced, but. I'm um, trying to do that. We're like Kanye without dropping the feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying, dude. Um, How, so so we've all been, of high school, all of college. That's eight years right there. We've been out of college. But wait, you had an extra, you had an extra semester, so that's an extra year, so that's eight. nine. And then ten. It's been ten. Ten. Ten no, years. No, because I've been out of school for two two years now. Yeah. This so is it's, so that's stuff. twelve. Ten Isn't years? that twelve? No. No, because you had an extra year in school after I graduated. You were still in school, so that makes it nine years. And then you said we've been graduated out of. I've been 11? out of school one year. It's, it's been ten years, dude. Ten years? You sure? Yeah. Because like if you've been out of school not... for two years, you had four ex- years of high school, four years of college, then two years out of college. Eight plus two is ten. Okay, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> pull, pull that up, Jamie. Pull. Okay, well. Can anyone, is, like, pull up Facebook memories? This is my, my friend of a decade or more, Julia Teasley. I was about to call you Julia Cole. She was a Cole at one point. I was. Say I was. hey to the fans. Hey, guys. All six of them. Woo. It's like hey, the Wee Wees, probably Delaney, Nick's okay. parents, and that's it. Hey, I will say, though, I told some people that I was going to be on this podcast. So you've got my dad following <laughs> and my neighbor. Um, 
And then one of my other friends does a podcast too. So, oh, dang! That's like the third time I've done that. Today. Sorry, Lord's phone got dropped. It's um, okay. But I told my dad about the podcast that y'all record. Um, when I told him that's what we were doing tonight, and then I told my neighbor too. Um, I told her about the third episode of y'all's first season about the wine and the American dream, and I was like, "This is my favorite episode, so please Aww. go listen to it." Because hey, I was, favorite. I was absolutely heated. Oh, boy. <laughs> But what? I, what? What? I. It's been so long since I watched that episode because it's been a whole Watched. season. It's been a whole season. Do you think about that? That's been Watched. a whole season. Watch, listen. I mean, what? There's a big difference. I'm starting to think you didn't listen to it. Yep. <laughs> no, I definitely listened to it. No, no. I am. Uh, I appreciate you being a, a real one and listening to us talk all the time. That's cool. Not. I will say not all the time. I'm probably tattling tail on myself, but um, it's all right. I, I look, it's cool. I listened. I think the last. I don't even think this is really bad of a friend. I am, but um, <laughs> are you nervy, dude? <laughs> this is why we edit. Are you, are you nervy? Um, no. I think the last episode I listened to was whenever Luke was on the podcast. Um, oh, of the first season? Of the first season. Because I know you listened to two from this year. Yeah, I listened so. to the first two because I kind of had to recap and see how the vibes right. were going this year. The vibes are there, dude. The vibes are always there. Um, so I think that was the last one I listened to, and then I didn't listen to the rest of the season. Hey, are you going to use a coaster, dude? Oh, crap, no. There's one to the left of you. Should be. Because I put it there from last night. Oh. We watched that terrible game, but we will not speak about that game. Yeah, R.I.P. Clemson's first game. Jeez. Anyway, uh... Yeah, Jules and I met my freshman year of high school. Wait, were you done? No, I mean, yeah, don't worry about uh, okay. it. Okay. <laughs> um, continue. No, it's Story cool. time. Yeah, I've, just to give them a little background, because I did say friend of 10 years. Um, we met my freshman year of high school in our, like, geography class, and our teacher was named Mr. Davis, and he was super cool. He was, he was like, our friend, pretty much. Shout out to Mr. Davis. Yeah, shout You're out. real one. Yeah. Pour one out for Mr. Davis. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't listen to the pod. Uh, because I don't advertise it on my Facebook. <laughs> Why but, don't you advertise me? You're talking about how you only have six followers. You could have yeah, like I know, seven but I don't, with Mr. I don't, Davis. There are some people that just don't need to hear it. But, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that was how we met. Julia was back then a bully, kind of. But she picked me I as her friend. I show my love. Yeah, she shows her love. Through, aggressively. Like, yeah, aggressive affection. Which is an adjective, by the way. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of the start of it all. She would just, you know, smack my leg every time the teacher was like, you're working in partners. Yeah. And look at me, and I'd be like, okay, I guess I have a partner. I didn't talk to a lot of people because I was on Adderall. So. Uh, <laughs> that was that was a time. That was a time, yeah. I was uh, I'm not, not like in a drug-using way. I, I was prescribed Adderall for my... ADHD. Unlike a lot of people. Yes, unlike most. Um, I literally took it because I had to to focus, and um, it made me very antisocial. And uh, Julia didn't care. She was like, "You're going to talk to me anyway." So yeah, and then I just kind of vibed with her. And then I don't remember the first time we hung out. I really don't need either because it's been so long. But I do remember like multiple times being in Mr. Davis's class. So I think it was sophomore year that we went back to mr davis's class year two and we were already established friends and everything but i remember you sat in front of me (laughs) 
And I would always, I would always pick on this girl, like, all the time. I would, like, stretch and, like, kick her chair, and then I would, like, stretch my hands into her back, and she'd be like, dude, what the, what, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, dude, I'm just stretching, don't worry about it, and she's yeah. like, ugh. Yeah, she was still on her bully vibes, but at that point, I knew, uh, I knew she was just, you know, just bullying. A real one? <laughs> just bullying. Yeah, but, um, I do, I will say I do remember in high school, that roll that you're on because <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry because i think about it because i remember because i think about your story because i know one of my one of my co-workers kids has eight like an adhd or add and like she was telling about talking about the struggles with her son like being on like certain medicines and stuff yeah. and i remember her talking about like he yeah. was on one medicine and it made it mad and she's like i my experience is, is like two pot episodes <laughs> i swear my experience on freaking adhd meds yeah but like she he got mad and then they took him off but then he like started going down in school because he wasn't focusing yeah. and then she's like i just don't want to put him back on this medicine because it did work but then he made it ha- angry and he she's just talking yeah. about it and i was like dude i know because my friend Lauren, she did the same thing. She not the same thing, but in high school, very very similar. Yeah, uh, you weren't angry. You no, but more, I I was on a med a medication that made me angry. Yeah, but I just remember there would be it was sophomore year because I think you I don't know if it, they upped your dosage or changed your dosage, but I remember when you were on it, you were like a zombie. Yeah, and I would you would come in and usually like we like as soon as we get in a room with together, we're just acting up like a yeah. fool, but. I would come into class, and I'd be like, yo, Lauren, what's up? And you'd just be like, hey. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like. I'm dead inside. <laughs> I'm 16, and I'm dead inside. And I just I just was like, okay. I was just like, oh, meds. And you just <laughs> would, like, look at me, and I'm like, oh, god dang it. Yeah. <laughs> but, that junk was rough, dude. Like, I. Thanks. I don't think. Like, I know that it's talked about, but I, I feel like the age at which kids are getting put on stuff is not talked about. I, I feel like adult ADHD is getting talked about a lot more um, than it used to, which is, it's a real thing. Um, but, like, kids on that crap? <sighs> I mean, like, I... I mean, the probably the only other way I could have done better in school is, like, getting my butt beaten. <laughs> but... Like, corporal yeah. punishment? <laughs> No, like, for real, like, spanking? Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, and that I, I feel like that's kind of how it was for a while. Like, you know, if I, because when I wasn't on meds, I was, like, the hype, you know, I was not paying attention, talking to my friends during class, like, just not doing my work, because I didn't care. When you weren't on your meds. When I, weren't, when I wasn't on my meds. And my punishment for acting out in class was always my dad would, would spank me. So, Did you learn? Um, Sometimes. Okay, that's this is a I've I've follow up on that. But I also think um it is being over prescribed to children. Yeah. Um Julia's not her head in agreement. It's yeah. um the new wave of medication, modern medicine and everything, there's like a pill for everything now. Yeah. So you remember, uh, you'll remember, uh, you know, I think it was the 70s or the 80s. They were called like the generation that was raised by the television. Yes. You know, they kids are put in front of a tv to learn and like you know basically be a babysitter i think it's another cop out for parenting yeah um putting people on that whenever they don't want to you know parent in a way that would be considered 
bad or it's just hard, you know, because it's hard to be a parent versus, you know, like being their friend and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was going to talk about that because um, when I, I remember when this is way before we were friends, but I remember I was in fifth grade and uh, that was like a tough, not even a tough time for me, but it was it was a time that a lot of things changed in my life. Um, I remember being in class and that was when I realized I needed glasses <laughs> and my and I'm I'm not gonna lie like as a child I was very I was very I'm a very outgoing person I'm very extroverted just I can talk to anything anyone anybody it's not hard anything, <laughs> anything. <laughs> I can talk to a brick wall basically yeah yes she can <laughs> um but I am a brick wall. (laughs) But I remember being in fifth grade and I couldn't, like, I realized I can't see the board and everything. And I remember it was kind of hard for me to learn. But I think also it's partly because I couldn't see anything. And I'm like trying to look like, can anybody else not see this? And I remember my teacher going to my mom and being like, hey, I think your daughter is like ADHD or ADD because she's not paying attention in class. And I'll, and I, I don't think I figured this out until, like, I got older, like, until, like, me and my mom started talking about it. But um, I was like, am I ADHD? Like, am I ADD? Because I don't think I ever got tested as a kid. I think my mom was like, well, let's go see if maybe there's something else wrong. And we found out that I needed glasses. So then my mom was like, okay, well, maybe this is just the reason. Yeah. <laughs> this is just what's going on. Well, that's, <laughs> a, <laughs> that's an interesting point, though. It's like, I feel like teachers will just say that to parents with, like, how the heck do they know? That's you know? A teacher. A teacher told my mom. Oh, thanks. Uh, I was telling Nick, that's how I got diagnosed with, or that's what made my parents take me to a psychiatrist. Uh, By teacher recommendation? Teacher was like, hey, you know, Lauren really struggles. Like, I think she has the potential. I know she can learn this stuff, but she has a hard time. And, you know, her grades are failing. They're slipping because of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think she came out and said, like, your daughter has a problem. I think she just said, you know, it... This is a sign as a teacher. I mean, they see kids with this all the time. So she was probably like, you know, this looks familiar to yeah. me. You might want to consider seeing if she, if she could get some help. So then I had to go to a psychiatrist. Dude, <clears throat> a, can we talk about a psychi- a psychiatric evaluation as a child? Yeah, I, I feel like they're prodding and Freud, like just looking Dude. for every. You're a child, a kid, and with an imagination, and they're like looking yeah. at you from a scientific pin. Bro, we live in a society. We do, but we need Can't research complain. on kids. You know, like I understand, but yeah, um, I I don't remember a lot from the psyche Val. I um, I remember just being asked a lot of the same question, but in different ways. And, uh, then I remember he prescribed me Vyvanse and at the time, which it was the 2000, it it was like 2007, 2008, Vyvanse was a very, very new, very new drug. Mm -hmm. Um, it had like just came out, um, look up when Vyvanse came out, somebody, cause it it was literally, I remember them talking about it being a new drug and it was almost like you were a, a, a guinea, guinea pig. pig, yeah. Yeah, I was. I I I use that term a lot to describe it. I, I think I was kind of a guinea pig for you know testing it. I mean, and and you were what was this probably like two thousand three, two thousand five? No, uh, I was in fifth grade, so it's oh seven or oh eight. 
So, fun fact, Vyvanse introduced in July 2007 for the treatment of ADH in children aged 6 to 12 years is now the first and only once-daily pro-drug stimulant approved to treat adults with ADHD. That's only 14 years ago. Adults, to treat adults. Oh. Yeah. It did say, like, ADH... Um, it said treatment of ADH in children aged 6 to 12 years, mm-hmm. and, I, and it and says, adults. and adults, Stan, and it says approved approved to treat adults with ADHD, too. It's probably yeah. a dosage thing. That junk is hard, okay? Mm-hmm. So, my first day, I forget, I, I think uh, they have two, uh, it's like a slow-release capsule, so it's kind of like half gel, half plastic, like hard, you know? Yeah, I'm taking pharmacology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think you could either have a 25 milligram or a 75. I, th- I think those were the two. Or maybe it was like a 50 and a 75. You want me to do research? And, no, <laughs> it's cool. And uh, I remember that they put me on the lower one. And I remember I, I couldn't swallow pills at the time. But uh, like, it was just, like, a mind thing. Like, I just couldn't. And yeah. I, I still struggle. Like, I, sw- I, I gag swallowing Dayquil. <laughs> the liquid? I, I just think. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the like, the liquid gels. Like, the oh. I'm just yeah. thinking about, like, Lauren. She's like, oh, yeah, I can't swallow pills. And I'm just thinking, like, when you go and take your dog, and then you get, like, a pill pocket and stuff. Like, why don't they have those for kids nowadays? Like, some pill pockets for kids. Oh, yeah. Or, like, just put in some peanut butter. You trying to go in on that? <laughs> Invent <laughs> it? Um, we need to patent this right now before somebody steals it. Before Big Farm gets involved. <laughs> um, anyway. Go ahead with what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's, uh, sorry if it's boring. No, but, this is riveting. No, so, uh, they start, they put me on the lower one and I, I took it, but since I couldn't swallow pills, uh, my parents, like my mom just opened it up and I just took the powder and that takes away the whole like slow release thing. So I think that was part of the problem. The other part was that it was just a hardcore medicine to take that much of when you have a little 11 year old body, you know? Yes. yes. And, uh, I went to school that day and I was bugging. <laughs> I had a How spelling, so? I had a spelling test in my English class and my heart was racing. It felt like, it felt like when you drink a C4 <laughs> oh boy. and don't do anything. Like you just sit there. Jeez Louise. My heart was racing. I was sweating, like going pale, like, having like this whole like rush moment did you tell your parents that (laughs) um well so funny story is the day before i had actually fainted (laughs) in class oh my god okay because red flags everywhere no and (laughs) this was this was unrelated to uh vivance or anything um but i had fainted i have a fun fact about me i am squeamish with, like, bones and, like, surgery and stuff. Not with blood. Like, I can watch blood gush. That doesn't bother me. But, like, anything with, like, the skeletal system, nerves, uh, surgeries, like, all, all kinds of stuff, like, where you're getting cut into and whatnot. I get squeamish. I pass out. That's my thing. I always freaking pass out. It's so annoying. Even in my adult life, I have to walk out of the room when people start talking about surgeries and things like that. Julia knows because she made me pass out one time. It's just in Lauren hates Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I will never watch it. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so I was reading a book and in the book, the character uh, broke her ankle and it was like going into a very descriptive part. You were reading and you fainted? Yes, I was reading. <laughs> oh my god! And but the, it it was extremely descriptive, and like I was trying to just get through the part, and uh, I 
got like super lightheaded and I passed out. And so the nurse, they called the nurse, you know, and, and I came to like seconds later, you know, it wasn't like a big deal, but the nurse was freaking out. The nurse w- wanted to call the ambulance. Like she had, n- I guess she had never had a kid pass out on her before. She accused me of holding my breath. I was like, why would I do that? <laughs> you did this to yourself. Now Literally. you get to go take the ambulance ride. Literally. Yeah, but like such a 60s thing. I know. But then she was a little older, but then, uh, they let me stay at school because I was like, I'm fine. Like, I just got squeamish. And uh, then, so the very next day was my first day on Vivance. And that was happening, you know, the pale, the sweating, whatever. And everyone could tell that I was off. And so they called the nurse and the nurse sent me home because she thought something was wrong with me. (laughs) This nurse is like, God dang it, two days in a row. And I remember on my way to the nurse, someone walked me to, like, another student helped me walk there. Um, it might have been Nisa. Do you remember Nisa? Yeah. It might have been Williams. her. Yeah, it might have been her. Sweet girl, though. Sweet she's, girl. she's extremely nice. Um, but she walked with me there, and I remember I was telling her about, like, I'm on this new medication, and I think that's what it is. And I was, like, having a mental breakdown. Like, oh that's not God. how I act, you know? And so it was, I was bugging hardcore, and my dad had to pick me up. And I remember I rode around with him for at like his jobs for the rest of the day. Uh, my dad works in construction, so we were riding around like all the sites that they were working on, whatever. But yeah, and then after that, you know, I think they my parents talked to the doctor and they were like, okay, maybe try putting try like half of the of the capsule. And then so yeah, so I started doing that, and that was way better. Um, I was like a machine. I would go to school. I wouldn't talk to anybody. I would have my homework done before I even left school. Uh, Yeah, I would be at car riders, like, writing, like, neurotically, like, just, (laughs) (laughs) like, hissing at people who interrupted me. And, yeah, and that, it kind of, like, ruined that time in your life where you're you know starting to make friendships that last for a long time like in in middle school you know whenever they middle school so annoying because it's like everything's so important but it's not and oh you don't God. know more socially yeah socially yeah and that's it sucked because it like robbed me of a social life and uh there were only only nice people would give me the time of day otherwise i was like that weird chick that got a's on everything and like didn't speak what I love, though, is why is somebody with A's, like, all A's so weird? Oh, my God. You're yeah. so smart. You're it's freaking middle weird. School. Middle school crap. Dude, that meme of Gabby Hanna where she's like, high school effing bullies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like right now. But, but, yeah. And so, I'm sorry. I'm almost done with this stupid good. story. No, going, I'm dude. sorry, guys. Uh, the side effects of that medicine, medicine while I was on it. Um, it made me extremely argumentative. Like me and my mom fought every single day that I was on that medicine. No, (laughs) no. Um, every single day. And my mom was, my mom finally started to realize like, this isn't my child. Like my, my Lauren is sweet. And like, and on the weekends I wouldn't take it. And on during the summertime, I wouldn't take it because I didn't have anything to focus on. I was a kid. I didn't have a job, (laughs) whatever. Uh, and so I, and you know, in the summers, everything would be great. Like I would be back to normal, you know, getting along with everyone and then school would start back and like, here's the raging B word, Lauren. So, uh, 
me and my dad got along great, but I think that's because I was, you know, I'm not going to fight with my dad. <laughs> but me and my mom butted heads a lot, and that's, you know, that's not how we are. Y'all both know. My, me and my mom are like this, like yep. super close. So uh, finally, in eighth grade, they were like, okay, maybe you should get on something else. Then I switched to Adderall. Adderall was a lot less intense, a lot better. Obviously, an older medicine, you know, more trusted. More seasoned. More seasoned. Um, but I think it... I, I, I think I would have suffered anyway, like, with depression, but I think it made it ten times worse. Uh, I can't I can't confirm... Like, I can't prove it. I, don't, I haven't done research to see if anyone's had a similar experience with Adderall, but I feel like it amplified my emotions and m- most of my emotions during high school were like bad so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see it. but i do want to say one thing um go back like wait even though you're like i'm trying to wrap up the story and then i'm like wait this entire thing i've been holding this mic for like ever and i'm like uh-huh keep going i'm like i'm just gonna bring it all around full circle <laughs> so i love how lauren's like yeah i was reading this book <laughs> which is like oh my god you're such a loser for reading freaking a's um <laughs> But you literally are like, yeah, I was reading a book and she broke her ankle. And I'm like, why didn't you just skip it? Why didn't you just skip that part? If you knew you're squeamish, you know you're like, you're like, I hate bones. And you're like sitting here reading a book and you're just like, hey. It's like, how do you get cyberbullied? Just walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Hear me out. Hear me out. That was the first time I ever fainted. So I don't think I knew. I I don't think I knew what was going on. I have a question for you. So it sounds like you... You do have AD, or you did have ADHD, and you do. Do you, do you think you agree with that? You do. Um, do you yes. think you do? Yes, and I I would say I still struggle with it on some level, um, but I don't think I can gauge it that well anymore because I'm not using school as a measuring tool. Okay. If I, that makes sense. I was writing questions down. I wasn't texting because um, no. I, I tend to forget stuff. No, you're good. As you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to how you got diagnosed with your teacher kind of bring it up to your parents i think right. i can't this is kind of like anecdotal or not anecdotal but just guessing and generalizing that is of the case i feel like for a lot of children that may not be adhd or add type of children they just have a difficult time learning yeah you put because who cares because who cares <laughs> you just want to go have fun with your friends you want to go play in the mud you want to you know keep girls out of your playhouse <laughs> or keep boys you know away from your slumber parties yeah, no cooties. So I think that that over-recommendation with teachers that either – because the teachers have to take on a lot of roles as like parenting, guiding, basically daycare and education. So to get make the, any kid more submissive and listen and make their job a lot easier, I think that that is a cop-out. And yes, obviously ADHD is an issue. I don't know the science behind it. Uh, you're probably more well-versed in it because you've had it and you've probably done research on it yourself. But I, I think each kid learns differently. And you said that you got spanked and you learned from that, correct? Mm, kind of. I mean, it was scary every time that it happened. And f- it would be fear. a very, very long time before I ever decided to do that thing again if I ever did. So, fear. yeah, I learned from it. That's yeah, fear-based intervention whenever you're a child is very Important. big. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask y'all, too, what are your thoughts on spanking? But I feel like y'all know. Well, actually, funny story. Um, I was never spanked as a child. Really? Yeah. Um, never once. You can't tell? <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty sure from my knowledge, I've never been spanked. 
I might have been like talked to and everything, but let's just say like my childhood, like okay, so a lot of you don't know. Well, I don't know if it's the six viewers that were that are listening that know me. Well, they know, but I'm adopted from Russia. Um, my parents um, basically like my parents got to a point of their life where they're like, okay, maybe we like we don't want children. They're like, no, nah, we're good, just us and everything. And then it got to a point where they're like, well, actually, maybe we do want kids. But at that time of the point, it was too late for them to actually have them themselves. So they knew a lot of they knew a friend that actually just went over to Russia and adopted kids. And she was like, it was a great experience. It was absolutely amazing. Like, I definitely think y'all should look into it. So my parents did, um, and they they went through with it, because if not, then I wouldn't be here right now. But um, but whenever they brought me over, like I I don't remember I don't remember in anything in my childhood where my parents ever like spanked me whatsoever. Um, I just feel like I remember them just talking to me, like, and I joke around about this all the time because I was always I'm always like, yeah, I was never spanked, like, haha, loser, like I don't need that, but. It was almost like, like I was a dog. Almost I felt like, and I. You got but, scolded. <laughs> yeah, but like, my parents were like, "Hey, don't do this," and this is why you're not gonna do this. Like, <clears throat> this is why we don't want you to do this because this is what could happen. And I feel like, as me, like since my parents, like we had a very open communication. Like, for the most part, we were, and like, we like my parents would just tell me like don't do this or like hey like we don't want you to do this because of this and stuff and so I took it as okay you're telling me why I'm not going to do this so like I'm just not going to do it because like I I'm a very big people pleaser kind of person so like if the people that like love me are saying like hey we want you to do this so like do it please like and here's why I was like okay yeah don't tell me anything like do y'all still love me kind of thing and but like I also know like my husband my husband was like his parents were fully into spanking and hitting and well not hitting like that sounds very abusive but very into corporal punishment and both of them have turned out into like great people and everything and but i have so many funny stories about corporal punishment through Lloyd's family but that might be for another day did do you think your parents didn't spank you because you were adopted and they didn't want to turn you almost against them or that they just thought that was a better parenting style um possibly like um i think like okay so i'm pretty sure i know like my dad my dad like i know like my dad's mother and his well, like, my grandparents and everything on my dad's side, like, I feel, I know that my dad was very rambunctious. My dad was very rebellious. He was, he grew up in the hippie age and everything. Um, so I know he got spanked. And I'm pretty, and I don't think my mom did get spanked because whenever, she, this is like, this is kind of gruel, but um, whenever my mom was a kid, she, her dad passed away at a very young age for her. And that was her and, like, grandma, and my grandma Lou, which I, that's just who I call her, but my grandmother Louise my mom's mom was just raising her two daughters by herself, like at a very young age herself. And so I don't think she was spanked. So I think maybe they came together and like, well, maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't kind of thing. Yeah. And it could be because they're like, well, we, we want this kid. We brought this kid in our life. Like maybe we shouldn't spank them because like, she doesn't know, like that's like not how we want to raise her or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't know, but I think it was just mainly because, and I've talked to, like, I've, I remember I've talked to my boss about it because we were talking about kind of, kind of like punishing kids. And it's like a lot of, I feel like a lot of parents tell kids, hey, don't go run out in the street. And that's it. 
and like the no explanation no why like so then you know hey if you run out in that street you could get hit by a car and get hurt yeah but i feel like a lot of like a lot of parents will just be like hey don't do this because this is what i said like Not because i said so yeah you, like don't talk back to me because that's what i said like i'm in fear like i am above you so do what i say mm-hmm. but i feel like i feel like as very young kids i feel like we're very we're we're adapting we are learning we are like little sponges oh, of we're just habitual creatures dude yeah we're like so, dogs and i feel like and that's the thing is i feel i feel like a lot of kids like they're like little sponges and everything everything people say everything people do everything we see we hear like we watch everything like we absorb it all and i feel like when parents say hey little johnny don't go running out in the street because i said so johnny's gonna be like okay like but but why like why do i not run in the street maybe like and then like you're you're a curious kid and you want to know why or what's going to happen so little johnny's going to run like yeah. go out on the street and like a lot of times like parent like not saying that this is all parents but like most likely if a kid disobeys their parents the parents are going to snatch them up and probably like punish them and stuff and be like i told you not to but they don't explain why and i feel yeah. like because my parents took the time to like sit down with me and be like hey julia like we don't want you to go and do this because of this. And I feel like I was like, okay, well, like now I kind of know why, like I know what's on the other side. Like if I go run out into the street, like I might get hurt or I might hurt or hurt somebody else or something like that. And it's kind of like the same thing. Like whenever I remember being young and they're like, don't get in the car with some random person, like thinking that somebody's going to drive down. They make make that a more like, common occurrence and it actually is most kidnappings occur (laughs) by people you know (laughs) but but i like it's like the thing is like you're not just gonna tell your kids like hey don't get in a strange car because i said so like so i think some people will because going to what you say it's a parenting style i've said on this pod uh many times we are templates or like the person you become is a template of what you model your parents are they they they're your (laughs) templates for how you're gonna be so if you raise a kid, you don't ha- you don't you don't know what the heck. Nobody knows how to raise a kid, so they're just going to fall back to how they were raised, which came from how their parents raised them, and all the way back to you know when we were living in caves. Uh, <laughs> but um, I had another thing. I was gonna, oh, yes, you said we were talking about spanking, and you didn't get spanked, but you got talked to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I experienced both sides of that. Yeah. When I was younger, I, I got spanked. And I can think of three instances where I got spanked only I, that, I, that I can recall. My parents were probably like, oh, yes, I wore your tail out a little more than three times. <laughs> but that's all that I remember. But then I do remember whenever I got to about middle school age and there was an issue and I was being like disobedient or we were having some type of drama or I wasn't doing something that they didn't like, they would actually sit me down and – at the dinner table, this has happened uh, many times I can think of, and they would just talk to me. They would ask me, how are you feeling? All right, they're like, you can talk, and then I'm going to talk. So you tell them how you feel, and then they're going to tell you why and the how and the what and all this junk. And I thought that was really mature, and I don't know if that had to do anything with me being an only child. Are you an only child? Uh, well, yes, I'm an only child, but like, no, I'm not an only child. Cause technically I have an adopted sister, but I have no idea where she is or anything. So yeah, I'm household. basically, yeah. And I'm, I wonder how that ha- plays into 
you know, your decision on how to punish kids, you know, because if you only have one kid, you know, you probably want to have a more solidified relationship and mature relationship with them Mm -hmm. versus if there's multiple. What are your thoughts on that, Lauren? My thoughts on on what on specifically the talk like the talking to versus spanking versus spanking and you know any aspect of that with your conversation yeah. with your parents. Do you, think, do you think like maybe the way since you you have a sister? Oh, sorry. So you have a sister, and so did your parents spank both of y'all growing up, or did yeah. did they do anything different like between you and Stacy? Also, since you're the younger kid. Since me and Julia are like only children, you're the younger kid, so they had like kind of like a trial trial run with parenting before they got to you. Yeah. So you're you were like you know like they're they're playing on veteran. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's like the huggies. It's always like the huggies commercial. That's like after having one, like you're like it's nothing. (laughs) It's like a cake. It's like a cakewalk. Yeah. So, um, I my. I was listening very intently on like Julia's Julia talking about her parents and their parenting style and the talking to and stuff. And I'm not trying to like dookie on my parents cause they rock. They're, they're awesome. And I love them. And I, I appreciate, you know, how they raised me. They never explained stuff to me. Never like once in a blue moon, but they would tell me not to do something. And it'd be like, because I said so. And then maybe, you know, at some point later on, they'd be like, when I tell you to do something, it's because I know what's best for you and I'm looking out for you. I'm trying to keep you out of harm's way. I'm trying to keep you out of danger. Like, this is my way of loving you. When I tell you not to do it, you need to trust me. It was like a trust thing. It was like, I'm, I'm your parent. Why would I tell you something if I didn't believe it, you know? So, and I think my mom is still a little bit guilty of that, like not explaining stuff to me. And I, once I started to get older, I literally would say, Oh, once I started to get older on the third, what? Oh, when I started to get older, I would be like, mom, I'm not going to do this because you asked me not to, but I would like for you to at least explain to me why you don't want me to do it or, you know, why you think this is wrong or why you think this is a bad choice. And that kind of worked. Um, Sometimes she just would be like, I'm I'm not explaining it to you right now or but then there were times where she'd be like the reason why is because of this. So I had to ask for an explanation. So it's not like they were holding out explanations or anything. Like they'll, you know, they'll tell me if I'm curious, but as a child it was like I have your best interest in mind. Trust me. So I want to go back. I know Nick's kind of itching to ask you this too, but do you think also though like with your parents because you you do struggle with ADHD or ADD, do you think because being ADHD or being ADD or like having any kind of like learning disability or anything like that, and your mind goes everywhere, and we're kids and we're very imaginative and everything, and because you said like your parents would tell you like don't do this because I told you so and like I know so because I'm your parent so I've been through this like kind of thing, and them not explaining it. Do you ever think that like when your mom said like Tina don't do this kind of situation and you being ADHD or unknowing like do you think your mind like went five million other places like okay sure like, yeah don't, like you told me not to but like yeah. why like my da, mind da, 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 da. still does that to this day to this day yeah but do I, you, I still have the same thought process do yes. you think like maybe if your parents like if they would have maybe sat you like instead of doing like as you got older 
even like Nick talking about like whenever he was younger saying like he got spanked at a younger age and then it was until he got into middle school where we kind of like started being like so-called young adults teenagers and stuff we were more we kind of understood more things not everything but we still Mm kind of understood more things do you and like he was like yeah that's when they sat me down and stuff and that's when they told me and explained it to me right but like do you think like maybe if your parents sat you down beef like and actually were like hey china or hey lauren don't do this because of this like off the bat do you think it might have changed anything or do you think it maybe. still would have uh, oh it was well my question was also like once they did tell you that did it make you reconsider and say okay yeah, yeah. oh yeah okay. yeah it always makes me feel better i like when my parents level with me you yeah. know um it's it's just very it, it clears my mind a lot because just like julia mentioned you know you my brain goes in a hundred places and to have someone just flat out tell me is very it just helps me clear out all the the clouds mm-hmm. in there of like you know clouded judgment so yeah i imagine it's like when you get a text like we need to talk oh oh the God. thoughts <laughs> oh and you're just like your gut just yeah. drops like what did i do <laughs> it's like you get that text and it's like what are you doing like what are you up to and you're like uh 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 what am i doing yeah. you're like just sitting in front of your computer like uh am i not supposed to be doing this <laughs> Um, you did, you did bring in an interesting element of Stacy, both of you. Piss. Uh, shout you, out Piss. Shout out Piss, my older sister. Um, <laughs> she's in the mountains right now with Chudies. Where? Uh, in, here in South Carolina, like near Clemson, uh, doesn't I think. Doesn't count. <laughs> Absolutely does count. Uh, the, I don't think mountains, I think it's South Carolina. Okay, well, they, I mean, we have them. You, there's a reason why South, South Carolina has, like, the upstate, like, yeah. it's like northern, have you, no. Have you ever been okay? Sorry, just because you're like what's the bait? What's the bait? <laughs> Nick's over here pissing on like South Carolina mountains. Have you ever been to Glassy Mountain in Landrum, South Carolina? No. Okay. So. Have you ever been to Blowing Rock, North Carolina? Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so my aunt, um, my aunt, um, Cynthia. She she lives up in Glassy Mountain in Landrum, South Carolina, which is very like very hilly, very mountainy. Um, but they also have like the they have such pretty mountains up in there. And she lives in this like really nice um, neighborhood called the Cliffs of Glassy Mountain. And she has this amazing porch, like screened in porch. It's basically like the size of the, like Lauren's house. And it looks out of the most beautiful mountains <laughs> ever. And that's why I'm just like, you're like pissing on. <laughs> Damn. Her porch is the size of your house, Lauren. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a pretty big porch. But, uh, <laughs> but like, it's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> but yeah. Let's rag on Lauren a little bit more. <laughs> what, what were you saying about uh, pissing? Um, which mic do you want? You want Nick's or you want mine? Do both. Um, so <laughs> Stacy is like astronomically a better child than me, in my opinion. Um, she's very sweet. Just her her disposition in general is very loving and nurturing. And um, yeah, which, don't yeah, don't sell yourself short like that. You're very no, loving too. Well, and sweet. just you know, I feel like as a kid, I was always getting and more trouble than her but i know they always have those sayings of like when one kid's acting out the other one acts like an angel so that they are like you know oh oh it's it's com- competition maybe it's yeah. like that episode with the we we're talking about forming alliances yeah but uh 
Stacy, the the element of age plays a big role in this because Stacy's seven years older than me. Mm-hmm. So my parents' free trial with parenting was like a big one. So they were literally on like hero mode, <laughs> like past veteran. You're hero like seven, mode. and you're just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, literally. Stacy's like babysitting me. Dang. <laughs> well, she. I think Free she. Babysitter. That's what they she. Free she labor. babysat me. I think when she was in her like preteens or like you know early teens, like thirteen, fourteen. She she could stay home with me, but. Um, yeah. So I don't really know. I don't have memories of her getting like spanked anymore because yeah. we we both reached an age where my parents were like, "You're not a child. Like we're not gonna." hit you (laughs) yeah yeah like i feel like and once i was on vivance i stopped acting out because i didn't do i was Mm. i didn't do anything i was i was a machine i was a machine so i did they didn't have to punish me for uh, years (laughs) because i didn't do anything so uh (laughs) that that also plays a role in it but yeah i don't have memories of stacy like getting in trouble um and i mean maybe it did happen and i just don't remember but uh, I'm not really sure if I, I, I really don't remember her getting in trouble, but she could probably tell me a million stories of how she got in trouble. Cause she used to do bad stuff too. So I have a question. Um, since she was seven years older than you, did she take on a parental role? Did she punish you or not punish, but guide you and like tell you like, Hey, that's yeah. not right. That's, that's right. She, yeah, she didn't, um, she didn't like punish me. She did guide me a lot. And I actually mentioned that whenever I gave a speech at her wedding. Um, yeah, she and she did kind of take on a, like a nurturing role with me as well. Because when I was born, she when I was born, she was like obsessed with me and like always wanted to like mom me and wrap me in a blanket and feed me and do everything with me and mess with me. And my mom would be like, leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your baby. Yeah, but that makes me smile because that's so Stacy. Like still, she's very much like that. But uh, I at in my speech at her wedding, I said it was it was cool. Like people, you know, will ask if there's a disconnect because of how far apart we are in age. But I was like, you know, maybe at first, you know, when I was like six, you know, and she's yeah. thirteen, you that's know, very that's different life. Very, yeah. you know, the those adolescent years, they're the gaps are like astronomical. <laughs> yeah. She's Whereas like starting in your t- to like boys and you're like, I'm like, where are, are my Barbies? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was like in whenever I was a kid. Yeah. There was, there was a little bit of like a disconnect, you know, because you know, she's in high school and I'm in middle school, you know, yeah, it's just one of those things. And, um, but once we were both, once I was like in my later teens, you know, and now into our twenties, which she's now 30, 30, 31. She's 31. Damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to cut that. She's going to be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. A video of Kevin Hart interview and Don Cheadle. He's like, and you know, I'm 50 and Kevin Hart's just like, damn. <laughs> He's like, it's your tone, man. Like, yeah. you, like no, I'm just saying. Like, like that ain't you fifty. Like you fifty. Like, no. you're good. No. But she, I, I said in the speech, like it was cool once I started getting older and going through all that stupid high school drama, you know, things like that. She'd been through that. Yeah, that that was exactly what I said. I was like, it was sick because she had already been through all of that stuff before, and she already had answers for me. Like I didn't have to go through it alone. Like she was my like test dummy <laughs> but test dummy but not dummy smarty 
Sweetie Smarties. Cutie Angel. Piss. So yeah, piss rocks. Um, definitely would not have made it with any other sibling because she's the freaking bomb. I just I can't even give her enough praise for how much she has helped me and continues to help me to this day. Shout out piss. Shout out piss. Um, I want to. I don't. I don't mind if this episode runs a little long. I just since Julia brought this up. Or someone brought it up earlier, how Julia wanted to talk about the universe. Yeah, but I'm, actually, I, hold on, because this, this, talking about the siblings and the punishment thing is really getting me into it. Like, oh, okay, all right, we can no, continue well, with that, but I was just interested in what you wanted to say about oh, the universe. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll Because get, we're living in it. Yeah, we are living in a we universe. We live in a universe, yeah. contrary we'll to, to popular that. release. We'll get to that, though, because, um, but I know we were talking about, like, how me and Nick both are only children so we don't go we don't have the experience of having an older sister or a younger sister or an older brother or a younger brother or anything like that but i do remember lloyd's family like my husband his family talking about raising lloyd and chase and chase is actually which is kind of weird <laughs> to think about chase is the same age as me like we actually ended up going to the same middle school at the same time and everything like we were in the same grade and everything um but i remember them talking about Lloyd, like Lloyd, there it's a five five year gap, so it's kind of like the same thing with kind of Lauren and Stacy. But I remember Lloyd basically was not like the test dummy, but he was the firstborn, so he went through it and everything. And then Chase came into the picture, and I remember so many times Lloyd telling me like they would tell stories and stuff about how Chase would always think like he could lie, like he always he he's a very smart guy. He's about to go into the Navy and he's about to do nuclear. Yeah, very, very sharp, very intelligent. Um, he's about to, he's going, he's going to be going to basics in, I think, in December, and he's going to go into the nuclear program for the Navy, so he's Dang. pretty smart. Shout out Chase. <laughs> yeah, Appreciate shout out that. Chase. Um, it's been a long, it's been a long road coming, yeah, but. Yeah, the Is It My Turn podcast supports the <laughs> troops, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but I remember so many times Chase would try to lie to their dad and try to, or try to twist his words and stuff, and I remember so many times Lloyd would say, dude, our dad is a CIA agent. Like, he's going to figure it out. He's going to understand. Like, he's – there's no point of hiding anything. Like, like he's going to find out. And he will hack into the database. <laughs> he will find out. And, I mean, and it's and – it's, and, and this is really – like, this isn't, like, trying to bash on Chase or anything, but it's kind of, like, still – like, today, like, he's, he's not the best of, like, taking care of himself and stuff, which, I mean, some people, it's hard for them, but, like – Dale will be like, hey, Chase, have you brushed your teeth today? And he'll be like, yeah. And then, like, he'll walk by the bathroom and, like, touch his toothbrush and it's bone dry. And I'm like, mm, you didn't just brush your teeth, buddy. Like, come on, Chase. Dental hygiene, man. <laughs> but, like, and that's the thing, though. But uh, but there's this really good story. I, I want to tell this one story and then we can go on about the universe and everything. But it's about the fear. Like, putting fear into kids about, like, how, like, because Lauren and you both talked about how you b go, both got corporal punishment about like don't do this kind of thing so this is also one of the greatest stories i've ever heard from lloyd's family and i absolutely love telling the story because picture this like this is i learned the story maybe like two years into dating my husband at the time and everything and like i was just getting around like hanging out with his family and stuff but they talked about the story about how i think he was in like fifth or middle school age he had the locker. It was um, parent-teacher conferences, and they were touring around the school. And 
when they were going to the teachers, like Dale was asking them, hey, like, how is my son doing? How is Lloyd doing in school? And they're all like, oh, yeah, he's doing great. He's fine. He's great kid. Like, he's doing fine. And he's like, okay. All the teachers saying the same thing. So they're walking down to, like, I guess the next teacher, and they're going down a hallway of lockers. And Dale goes to Lloyd, like little, little Lloyd, and goes, hey, is, is any of these your locker? He goes, yeah, this one. He goes, oh, I bet you can't open it. And so... Lloyd's like, okay, I'll show you, Dad. <laughs> and so he does the little lock, and as soon as he's about to, like, get it to that last digit and, like, he's pulling it open, Dale just shoves him out of the way, swings open this locker, and there is, like, piles of papers in this locker. F, 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 F. No Ds, no Cs, just all Fs. Dang. So he, yo, he pulled a CIA, like, yo, I <laughs> bet you can't do this, but I want you to do it anyway so I can see what's in your locker. Yes. <laughs> So he manipulated. So it. yeah, and so Dale takes these grades and takes them all back to the teachers and goes, "Is F for fine? Like, is that what it means nowadays? <laughs> like, you tell me." And so on the ride home, basically Dale is like not like just ripping into Lloyd, letting him have it, telling him all this stuff, and Lloyd's just in the back, just crying, just <laughs> losing it, and they get home. I, to be honest, I don't know if he actually spanked him in this story or not, but I do remember they came home and he went up straight upstairs and he goes, pack a bag. He says, pack a bag because this is your last night in your, in your, in our house because if you make grades like that, you are not going to be in this household anymore. Ooh, major scared straight factor. So, no, when he goes, and he goes, go do this. Your mom's making dinner. I'll, I'll call for you whenever she's done with dinner. So they leave him upstairs while he's packing clothes to leave. And then Dale's like, all right, dinner's ready. Little Lloyd comes downstairs, and he is just crying into his spaghetti. They were eating spaghetti, and he's just eating this spaghetti. And his, his mom's, his dad's like, you better eat it all because this is your last meal in this house. Like, you Dang. better do it. And Lloyd's mom's just going along right with it. Like, so who do you think you're going to stay with? Do you think, uh, do you think your friend uh, Justin, I don't even know, I can't remember any of his friends' names, but he's like, do you think you might go over to Justin's or like Tommy's or something? And he's like, I don't know. I'll figure it out on the way. <laughs> so she's going along with it. And, um, and, and I remember they, they, he's like, all right, well, he's like, go upstairs and you might need some protection. And little Lloyd was taking karate. He goes, how about you grab your bow staff? Cause you don't know what's out there anymore. So they take him, like his dad leads him outside, like grabs his bike. He has his little like Spider-Man book bag on with his little bow staff. And he goes, all right, well, good luck, bud. And Lloyd just like is looking at him, like gets on his bike, rides about 10 yards down their driveway, falls over, and <laughs> runs, runs back to his dad and is like, I will never make any bad grades. I swear to God, like, please just let me get, like, please let me go back inside. And he's like, all right, get, get your butt up stairs and like go to bed. Ever since then, Lloyd has never made a bad grade ever. Yeah. That's and <laughs> Lloyd is went on to success yeah he did he's a nurse <laughs> and that is like the but the, i love telling that story because every time i think about it i didn't like i at that time i didn't see any like baby pictures of lloyd so in my mind i'm just picturing like adult lloyd <laughs> no i'm picturing like little body but adult face yeah. of lloyd like a bobblehead that's like literally what i thought about like it's like all these like younger bodies oh. and younger figures but then like there's their big heads like on there and i just think it's absolutely hilarious the part i loved about that was he was dri riding down the driveway and <laughs> fell over <laughs> 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 <He's just> like, <laughs> <laughs> 
that that is that is good um one last thing i want to say about that is <laughs> so that we have an instance of a age gap between two girls and we have an age gap of two boys and i imagine uh raising two different sets of genders is you know completely different and one oh, yeah. i can't say one is harder than the other they're both probably insanely difficult with their own task and benefits of it but yeah but yeah that that was that like, was that funny. was that was terrorizing but then also thank you like, for sharing that no but it's don't <laughs> no, see but the this is also another really funny story like i i absolutely love lloyd's family because i love hearing little stories about them because we we'll go we it, lloyd's dad is very like he's a very smart like just sarcastic person he's very dry and stuff and it took me a long time to figure that out because i remember the first time i went to dinner with him we went they used to live down out on like 90 in this like really nice neighborhood and we went to this little japanese restaurant the first time i met his family and whenever i get very excited um i say like a lot i don't even want to think about how many times i've said like in this podcast probably not as many times if i suck my teeth yeah so <laughs> Lloyd's 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 dad. If he hears this, or if Lloyd hears this, they'll probably start counting. But um, ooh, we should have a like me like counter. Um, <laughs> but I remember going to this Japanese restaurant, and whenever I get very excited about a story or I'm just passionate about something, I say like a lot because my brain. I think my brain is trying to think of what I want to say, but my mouth is still going at the same time. Like, it's going at the same it's pace. It's a filler like, word. Yeah. It's a filler word, like, um. Mm -hmm. But, so, I remember being at the restaurant, and I was telling them some story about something that happened at softball, or who knows what happened in my life. And Dale, straight as can be, has not said anything to me at this dinner whatsoever. He goes, he stares me right in the eyes and goes, you know you said like 27 times in that 30-second span that you spoke and I said, I didn't say anything after that. <laughs> she looks down at her plate, starts eating. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even think I had my food. So I just sat there and I was like, all it's right. Water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I like absolutely hated my, my entire existence. I was like, this is a great, oh, wow. great first, first impression. impression. But <laughs> I would have gone the other route and started telling a story as a dad. I would started telling a story and added like in unnecessarily <laughs> and see if she picked up on it. <laughs> <laughs> but we, but we go, we go we i love dale and he's great and we go in on each other but talking about chase being he also was very corporately punished but he he's like i said he's a very smart kid and he was a very smart kid when he was young like oh those are the ones you gotta look out for yeah and, <laughs> and they like so, start to know crap <laughs> so well this is like one of the first stories i ever heard about chase was like when he was like six or something um his grandfather was like hey chase look at this like look at the moon look how it shines his response was Grandpa, the moon does not shine; it reflects. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd be <laughs> but, like, "You're no fun, kid." <laughs> so, but Chase is also one of the. He was also a very outgoing kid and stuff, and he would talk nonstop. And he got in trouble a lot for talking and everything. And they had like they had red and green cards. Apparently, like whenever they were young. Yep, I and did too. So if you got turned over red card, you got punished, you were in trouble or something. So he mm -hmm. would come home and he came home with a, like a red card. And his mom was like, what happened? He goes, I was talking too much. And he goes, well, when you bring a red card home, you, you get spanked. So he brought home the next day. He brought home another red card because he was talking in class. So he got spanked again by, by his mom. The third time comes in and 
she's like Denise is like I'm not gonna spank him anymore like Dale like you're gonna spank him or something and they were saying this in front of front of Chase or something and Chase goes you like oh dang it man (laughs) now this is like of course it like goes right out of my mind (laughs) but I gotta get him to do your dirty work, huh? <laughs> I'm like, no, like, oh, it's so perfect because they were talking about it, and she, oh, God, of course, imagine, this happens. Imagine getting a red card when your mom is also a teacher at the same school. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that was that was me. She probably took your lunch break and just spanked you in the bathroom uh, or something, it, like in the teacher lounge dude, or something. I can't tell you how many times I heard the words, "I'm gonna tell your mom," and they will because they see her. <laughs> crap but back to my story i remember there was something about how chase like turned over his nether card and denise was like i'm not gonna spank you dale's gonna spank you like i've already spanked you twice like dale's gonna do it she and i think she was gonna like she's like i'm gonna spank you one time or like and then dale's gonna hop in or something and he like as he's in the room like bent over he like he looks back at her and he goes (laughs) he goes he looks back at her and he goes you must just enjoy hurting me or something, or you must enjoy like punishing me or something like that. And it was like the oh, yes, I, you can't the, get your rocks off on this. Like, like, like he was very he was a smart little kid, and yeah. I like I just I'm like this is it's gonna like the story's gonna I'm gonna remember the story like halfway when I'm going back home to Sorry, Virginia. You, you tomorrow. can send a voice note to Lauren, and we'll add it in. <laughs> She's good with that. <laughs> but. Yeah, and I just remember that, and, like, Denise was, like, Denise barely held it in. Like, she just, like, she just was, like, just turn around or something, like, while she was laughing inside because she's, like, this six-year-old yeah. kid's, like, back-talking and, like, some, his just smart remark back, like, oh, you must enjoy hurting me. And at some point, you got to, like, laugh at it. Like, this is my kid. He's a little crapper. Yeah, and then, like, because he talked a lot, too, and, like, his mom would always be, like, oh, we're gonna play the quiet game in the car, and he would sit there for, like, 30 seconds and, like, then start talking, like, I don't want to do this, like, I'm bored, like, blah, 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 and then she figured out the one way to stop making him talk was she would be, like, Chase, I'm turning off my ears, and she wouldn't respond to him whatsoever, and Chase would, like, the first time Chase, like, was talking, 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 and he, like, looks at Lloyd and is like, Lloyd, like, why isn't mom responding? And he's like, mom turned her ears off. Like, she can't hear you. She turned them off. And he goes, oh, ever since then, just was quiet. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm done. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. She turned off her ears. That's all you had to do. So. All right. But, yeah, I feel bad because I feel like I probably just wasted, like, 15, 20 minutes of this podcast. And I told, like, this great story and then I forgot the climax. You blew it. You blew the deus ex machina. God. Uh, you're good. You're good. You're pro- if you, you want to talk about the universe. Mm. It's very loud. <laughs> if Leave that in, please. If you want to talk about the universe, you can. But we could also wrap it. We're at a very comfortable time right now. Oh, but I also kind of really want to talk about the universe. We, oh, shoot. Are you putting in any of Lloyd's music? Mm-hmm. So this is Lloyd's wife, yeah. if we haven't mentioned yet. The guy that makes the sounds minus the outro. The sounds. So, yeah. The beats. And the outro is stock. It's coming in. Static. 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 Yeah, good word. Good word. Lauren said static. Not going to take credit for that. Um, yeah. This is the uh, his muse, his flame. <laughs> 
Sure, <laughs> that's what it is. His I used inspiration. To give, I gave him so much crap whenever he first started like making beats and stuff. Like when he first started, oh my god, he would ask me, and I'd be like, "This sounds so." It's not even like it just sounded like more like you were mourning something. It was so sad and so like. Hey, maybe that's his outlet. That's maybe he's like got some stuff that he needs to get off his chest. I'm here for the sad music. I'm a sad boy. No, like it just it just was like it it was like literally like if you took an organ and you tried making beats out of an organ, like it's not going to sound good. I think I, it, I, I think know. it can. I, I think it can sound it can good, but sound like good. but like it, it was not sounding good. He's finding it. He's finding it. Like no, it's taken him it's taken him some time. I think yeah. like his music or the beats that he makes like are way better than what they were like whenever he first started. He's He sent you some new ones? He sent Lauren some new ones. Yeah, he was t- he was talking about it because I whenever I said I was like yeah hey we're, I'm probably gonna be on the the pod the, over the weekend he goes oh yeah I need to send Lauren some music and he was also talking about like sending some to Luke too, um, but yeah he's he's my husband. <laughs> he's my yeah, man. He's my husband. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get into this universe junk you want to talk about. Yeah. Um, what do you want to talk about the universe because. It is very far, and it is very wide. Yeah. Have you ever um, seen Interstellar? I think I ha- I, I have, but Matthew it's Matthew McConaughey. Yes. Well, yeah. all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> One of my favorite sci-fi movies ever. I've I've seen it. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I have one of those memories, like, I could watch a movie tonight and then tomorrow morning forget it oh same with lauren because she slept through it well no i could watch an entire <laughs> i can watch an entire movie and just like forget about it like afterwards but i've se- i have seen it it's been a while since i've seen it but i but i, I knew it. oh god we're having some technical the no, technical difficulty no, it's just some coordination difficulties but um I've seen the movie. It's been a long, long time since I've seen it, but yeah, I have seen it. Um, but the main thing that I want to talk about was just how crazy the universe is and how it works, and like also how small this planet is. Like you would think, like you think a world has like billions of people on it, but like you don't realize how small the world is until like you're there and you're like witnessing it. Um, but the but the main reason why I want to talk about universe was this what happened on this week of July. I went up for a travel assignment in Spartanburg, um, which basically I just the manager in the store was out, so I went and relieved in his store, just made sure everything ran good and correctly, and that they were doing their job. Um, but I had friends up in Spartanburg, so Friday night when after like a long week of work, we all went out to this place called Freight Yard, which. If anybody is from South Carolina and you are ever in the Spartanburg area, please go to Freight Yard. It is the absolute awesomest place ever. It's, it's amazing. Freight Yard. Freight Yard. Um, but it's this like really big open area. They serve beer. They have like live music and stuff. I'm there. Yeah. So um, we went out and um, a lot of um, my friends that I was with, my friend Sheridan, who I knew from college and everything, um, we were basically roommates all four years. Um, and her wife, Sarah, goes to Sherman College and is studying to be a chiropractor right now. So a lot of her classmates go to Freight Yard because it's right near campus and it's right near the school and everything. And it's just a great place to go. And people in school need to drink. Yeah, a lot of people, especially chiropractors, they go through a lot. So, um, But I was sitting there, I'm drinking, having a good time and everything. And then all of a sudden, like, 
you I know people know this, but like when you've had a little too much to drink, you kind of get in your feels. Like you might get super duper duper happy, you might get super duper sad, like and tonight I was in like that night I was in my feels. And so I pulled my friend Sheridan into the side and like I kind of started getting emotional cuz I was just like I was just so happy with like being in this moment with these people that I truly cherish and stuff and we went to like the back of this um back of freight yard and we were kind of just standing in the back like and i was crying like i was full cry full <laughs> oh, full tears a, and everything oh it was one of those nights <laughs> but but it wasn't like it wasn't like the cry of like oh my god i hate my life and i hate what i'm doing it was more like oh. i cried because i was so happy <laughs> okay with like what was going on with the friends that i had and during the moment like we were talking about sarah's family and sarah's family is one of the most loving giving families ever like i the only reason i know sarah is because of sheridan and whenever i first met sheridan first met sarah's parents at a soccer game because she played she was a goalkeeper at my school um her parents were like oh who is this and sheridan was like oh this is my roommate julia like we all kind of hang out and she was just and her mom was like oh well just give me a hug like you're part of the family right then and there and i i've never even met them yeah um and so i was talking about sheridan and sarah's family and stuff because Sarah's family came into, like, my life at a very critical, like, Sarah came into, like, the picture and her family came into the picture in, like, a very critical point, um, not trying to get, like, super, super, super sad or anything, but, um, like, I lost my mom the, the first semester after freshman year, um, she passed away due to some, like, medical stuff, um, so, and I basically finished off the semester, came back, like, basically celebrated New Year's in a hospital, and, came back mm. to school with no mom and it was it was a very it was a very very tough time like not gonna lie um I kind of like I've as I've grown I've kind of been like you know things happen like there's all there's always a reason for a lot of things um but Sarah's family kind of came into the picture after my mom passed away and her mom is like the most loving caring person like I just said but she her family kind of gave that extra love that like I kind of needed at that time and so whenever I was drunk and stuff, I was just talking how much, like, I think the universe brought her family in, not only for Sheridan to get this wonderful lady in her life, but also to help me with not even knowing it at the time until, like, as I'm looking back on it, like, after college and, like, knowing her family and getting to know Sarah's family and stuff. And then also I was talking about just how crazy the world is and how the universe brings in all these people, like, when you need them. And you don't even know it, but there's like there's always everything. I feel like in the world everything happens for a reason. It might be a good reason, it might be a bad reason, but I feel like it always happens. And then that same night after I cried my eyes out, uh, we came back into the bar or we came back into like the group group of everybody because we were like I was sitting there for probably about 30, 45 minutes just crying my eyes out. And they're like, "All right, come on, let's wipe out the tears. Let's get another beer. Like, let's go." As I'm sitting there, I get another beer. I'm pretty drunk at this time. I'm standing in this, like, circle of, like, Sheridan and Sarah and, like, a bunch of her Sherman people, and I get a tapped on my shoulder, and I turn around, and it's one of my friends from college that lives in Columbia that is randomly down for a weekend of a wedding, and I'm like, what are you, and it's my friend Lydia, I'm like, what are you doing here, and she's like, oh, well, I'm down for a wedding, like, we decided to, like, come out here, like, the, the bride and groom told us to come here and just drink, and I was like, oh, my God, 
and it was like so crazy because I was literally talking about how the universe puts people in my lives for a reason and then boom like two of like really good friends like also like Lauren but like two really good friends of like college that have shaped me to who I am today are like right then and there when like Lydia wasn't I didn't even know Lydia was supposed to be there because she did she wasn't even gonna go to that wedding like it was literally like the night before she's like okay we'll go to this wedding and I was just like sitting here and of course like drunk me like oh my god <laughs> but <laughs> As I look back on it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I feel like that is literally the universe happening right then and there. Do you think, <clears throat> okay, let's make a distinction here. Is it the universe making things come into play? Is it random chance making things come into play? Or is it God making things come into play? So That's I don't, just a question I have Yeah. So for I, where you stand on things. I don't think it's random chance. I think I think you can think anything is random chance, but I also feel like nothing is random. Like, I don't feel like anything in your life is random. Like, I guess it's because when, and I, I know I just said like in that sentence, but I know if you think about it, if you think if a lot of things are random chance, do you think it was a random chance that my family, like, fell upon me? Or do you think it was, like, the universe or God and the works and everything? Well, let's distinct between the universe and god the universe is just a thing it is a physical space that mm -hmm. we occupy you know it's just a place so i, I that's where I'm, I, I'm i'm just wondering if you think the universe is bringing things together or if it's a, it doesn't have to be god but like a higher power yeah i think i think it could be but i mean also like I feel like whenever you, whenever I think I talk about the universe, I think I guess I am kind of talking about a higher power because... Not I just wanted to clarify because I, I'm i big on semantics of words and stuff. <laughs> yeah, because like, you know, you say the universe and I think of the universe and that's just helping me. A place, me. a it's, noun. It's, yeah, it's helping me understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and I think there is a higher power. I don't know if it's God or not. I've had my own relig religious struggles and battles and everything. Like, I feel like a lot of people do. Um, but I do think it's, like, a higher power. If it's a man, woman, or whatever it is. Or if it's a thing. Or if it's whatever. Something. 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 I th definitely think that there's... It doesn't have to be God. Just something. Yeah. I definitely think that there's something controlling the way the world runs and the way our lives are just because I feel like certain things in your life you can't you can't explain it but you feel like you get this feeling like this is supposed to happen kind of like if you get a deja vu moment I don't know if have you ever actually experienced a deja vu moment in like actual present time before I I have and um I've also seen a lot of uh youtube videos on explaining what deja vu is and it's basically just chemical misfiring and how bad we are at memories like oh, our man. memories are very fickle you know have you ever thought of something like oh remember that thing that happened and then you're talking to someone about it and like it didn't happen that way or if you go to like an eyewitness account and you have like 50 different people saying 50 different things yeah that's just what what i've seen but deja vu there are i mean that's just one aspect of it there uh -huh. could be a lot more reasons for it that's just what i've seen yeah, but but it's like I've had a couple deja vu moments where I've like sat there and like stopped myself and been like, whoa, this has actually happened or hasn't happened. But, I've, I've had them a lot. Yeah, and I guess it's more of just talking about like, I feel like with my life, like with the things that I've gone through with, my parents have been absolutely amazing. Even going back to like the whole parenting thing and talking about how 
parents have they have like a free like trial run or they're they don't even know how they're parenting because they learn their parenting styles from like how their parents parent and their parents parent and everything um i get all the time about asked like how did your parents raise you you're such a great child like how what did your parents do to raise you to be this amazing person that you are and if to be honest if you ask my parents they they'll say i don't know <laughs> chance luck humility <laughs> whatever that's, that's good parenting humility um but i get that all the time because i remember like whenever i was first like working my job that i have now with republic finance um i remember my manager sitting back there like on a one-on-one -on -one with me and just being like you straight hustle he's like i don't know if it's what your parents instilled on you or what but like your parents or whoever like they've done a great job okay. to like mold you into this amazing person you are and I think, and I always laugh about it because I remember my parents always being like, whenever I would tell them that they're like, I don't know how, like, I guess we just got lucky or I guess you're just a good kid or, or I guess all the stars aligned or whatever, but they get that a lot. And they're just like, I guess it's just how it works. It's just how it's supposed to work out and everything. So I want to circle back to the universe aspect of, um, how certain things just work out. So it sounds like you think the flowers just arrange themselves sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so a good old saying, shout out Kelly, shout out Kelly Todd. Um, flowers just arrange themselves sometimes. <clears throat> I personally am starting to think some things are random chance. I used to not think that way, but I don't know why, but it's just starting to follow more to me that coincidences happen mm -hmm. and i think your level of connection to spirituality whether it be a higher being or anything else affect how you interpret coincidences and things of that nature and i think we all three of us have had instances where like yo this is so crazy or like this good thing happened to me that could not have happened unless there was someone looking out for me mm -hmm. you know but then I'm going to relate it to, uh, you know, religion because that's the best way that I can conceptualize what I'm thinking here. It goes to free will a little bit or predetermination. Is everything we do predetermined for a plan to go through and everything? Or do we have the mechanisms and autonomy to make the decisions that we do to put us into situations and it's not just us we're not the only person on this world there are seven billion people in this world that are making decisions also that affect them and 10 other people at the time so yeah. i'm starting to think certain circumstances if you're looking at how crazy the universe is things can only happen a finite amount of time mm -hmm. i mean it's astronomical the amount of times that are crazy like a butterfly effect like i could decide right now to throw my phone at the wall I'm not going to but i could but that could create a chain event of things that could happen so i'm starting to think it's just it this is not something I, this is something i've just started recently thinking within like the past month or so so I'm, i want to know like what your thoughts are on that so i read oh, i was listening i was really listening really intently but then my mind <laughs> I think I low-key have ADHD, but because <laughs> no, like, no, well, 
No, because literally I was sitting here and you started talking about butterfly effects and then it made me think about that game until dawn and I remember you were talking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we podcast. talked about it on the pod, dude. Mark but, Blair. <laughs> but you were talking about it because then I was thinking about the butterfly effect and literally I could think about like playing. I have that game, by the way. And I really, I love, well, so we, fun, used, right? we used to play it in college. Me and my friend Lexi had it and we would go to her house and we would, it would be like six of us in her living room apartment at her house. At her house and we would just be sitting there with lights off watching her play this game. And we're all like, we're like, go left, go right, go Dude, right. Or, there's got to be like a thousand different scenarios that could play out. Because each choice you have has a like, a it's, it's mathematical. Effect. It's mathematical. Like if there's a number of choices and there's this finite amount of things, it could play out like a thousand different ways. Yes. So, but it, but in in the, in the game, if, any, if nobody knows like what we're talking about, but in the game, whenever you make a decision, it has like effect in the corner, like you just made a butterfly effect and you can go into the game settings and you can see the butterfly, like it's literally like a butterfly and like it has like two scenes and it's like one scene is like what you chose to mm-hmm. do. Um, Shout out that game. We've talked about this game like three times on the pod. Oh, it's I, it's absolutely amazing. Last week, a uh, whole last season, and now. <laughs> yes. So, but it's a great game. So go get it. But yeah. uh, you were sitting there talking about like the the predetermination. Yeah, predetermination and free will, autonomy. That yes, type of thing. and so you're talking about how you think like we do things because like my plan was to come here and record this podcast because somebody wanted me or a higher power was like this is your your plan yes but i've i remember i don't know if it was like i remember hearing this thing about like because i've thought about it too i'm like is my life just a like a board game like you're just gonna get to the end and like you like someone's just playing with me and it's just like oh yeah like like this is gonna happen to you because you're gonna learn this or like you like it's all like is like am I just a pawn in like somebody's like chess game right now? I don't think that is what it is. I think we do have, I do think we have a choice in like our lives. I think we do. I think that there is always in a like there's always a cause and effect with what we do. Absolutely. So I think. But I think like maybe a higher power goes like if you get to a fork of a road like you can go left or right. I think if you go left, maybe your left is worse than if you chose right. So if I chose left, I maybe I went through heartbreak or something. But you'll never know. But you'll never know a lot of things in life. But but yeah. my thing, though, is like, like if I go, like, I don't think anything in life is just by chance. I, I will say I don't think anything in life is by chance. Mm, you, okay, okay. I think, I think there, it could be, possibly, but I think a lot of things that happen in your life are... Because either it's going to have an effect or a cause or something. It's going to have an impact on your life no matter a what meaning. you do. Hmm? A meaning. Yes, a meaning. Why do you think nothing is by chance? Because I feel I feel like in my life and what I've grown up and seen, I feel like it can't just be... And I'm not trying to like go back to this because I'm really not trying to talk about it. But I think about... I think about, like, whenever my mom passed away, um, I remember I remember sitting in my car. Like, I'm not trying to get emotional or anything, but, like, I remember literally, like, leaving the hospital, like, literally watching my mom pass away and getting in my driveway because she passed away at Grand Strand, which is, like, 20 minutes down the road from my house, sitting in my car, banging, screaming, crying, asking why, like, just 
why now? Why? Why? Why this? Why that? Just why? And like in the time, like I just I couldn't like nothing in my mind could like wrap around like yeah if if my like if you're like if it was by random choice why was it by random choice if it was a plan what is like what is the whole poor purpose of this plan like watching your loved one like pass away and everything but but in the moment i couldn't see clear because emotions everything like is a very traumatizing thing but looking back on it like as I've grown up and I've, it's been about five years since my mom's passed away and everything. But looking back on it, I think it like, it almost taught me to not take anything for granted because. That's a good takeaway. Yeah. Hold on. <clears throat> Sorry. I had to clear my throat cause I'm really <laughs> trying not to like crack on this podcast, but it's told, it taught me not to take anything for granted because you think like, I, like a lot of people, they don't think you don't think about your parents passing away. You don't think about it, like because you think they're your parents. They're always supposed to be around. Yes, we've talked about this also. We've we said you don't become an adult until your parents are not here anymore. Yeah. So, um, but I, looking back at it now, I think it showed me to not take anything for granted. To really show, like, to show the people that you love and cherish, like, to actually like let them know like let them know that you love them let you know that you're happy that they're there and stuff and just to cherish like life more and yeah like yeah was it like a really crappy thing to go through like losing that and then like realizing that like oh well like hey you could have just done something else like i could have lost a puppy or a dog or something and realize that or something but but i feel like i i feel like you have you learn from things that happen in your life i don't think anything is by chance for the most part because i feel like there's always a lesson or a something to learn and to grow from in that experience and i feel like that's a lot like after and lauren says this all the time which is kind of funny because she says that she thinks like whenever like whenever my mom passed away she kind of thinks like something like unlocked in me and that caused me to be more emotional um, because she used to say, like, I would never cry about anything. Like, she, like, I was stone cold. And, like, after everything that happened with my mom, she's like, dude. You cry, like, every time I turn around now. <laughs> yeah. So you, you kind of needed that. Yeah. And I don't think I, I still think, like, God, I'm saying like so much, but I still think that it did bring me, like, a little more emotional. But also, I'm not afraid of being emotional. Like, I actually take pride in being emotional and stuff. Um, but I do think everything happens for a reason. I think it showed me to cherish people more, and I do. And I really have ever since then. I always tell, like, I always tell everybody, like, my true feelings about them. Like, I don't hold anything back. Like, why? Because you never know. Like, you never know. You can walk out. Of, we could walk out of Lauren's door right now and never see each other ever again. Like, you just don't know. Very true. But then, and I think also learning, like, being adopted like I learned to really to even cherish people then to be more grateful for the life that I was given because I couldn't have give I I could have not ended up with the people that chose me I could have not ended up with the friends that I have like Lauren like she could have just thought like I was just some jerk in high school that just was trying to bully her hmm. like she didn't have to choose to be my friend or anything so I think I think that you do get a little bit of choice in your life but I also think that there's someone watching out and almost kind kind of 
I think like Loki almost kind of like a parent, like they're kind of guiding you. They're kind of teaching and molding you to who like you're supposed to be in life. <laughs> that that's, that's where I was kind of like leading to right there. I do think that things do happen for a reason, but some things are just as they are. Um, you know, like we can't say, you know, a higher power is, you know, I guess you can, it's a matter of opinion, but like governing, uh, governing every single thing we do, like you're taking a sip right now. Like, Mm -hmm. did he govern that? You know, I don't think so. But well, it's, it's a Coors Light, so I don't really know if like, (laughs) you, you decided, yeah, you decided to make that, but in traumatic experiences, we tend to not accept that it happened for no reason. And I agree. I do agree. We look for meaning in our trials and tribulations. And in between, whether you're religious or non-religious, it's part of the human experience to grow and learn from those situations that you go through. Because if you don't grow and if you don't learn from your mistakes, learn from things that happen to you, learn how to cope and learn how to grow, then you're, in a sense, really not living. I mean, you're you're existing you're not living can you can you understand the distinction i'm making there yeah no and so so just to go back on that the higher power he is a is a parent parental figure is looking out for you and for for me myself that higher power is god and there gonna be times where you're like what the heck man but like you say everything happens for a reason I don't know the reason in this book I've read called The Reason for God. The reason is you don't know, they don't know, he doesn't know, she doesn't know, and that's okay. Yeah. And that is 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 like foolish and faith-based as that is, that brings me so much comfort that nobody knows and if I don't know, it's fine. Yeah. Isn't that kind of like, I mean, what, what's your take on that? Do you think that's like comforting or like, Lauren, what do you think? Is it, it if, if you like, it's okay to not know stuff. Do you think on that? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I think that's okay. Not to know stuff. Like, I, I think if we knew everything, that would almost kind of be like dangerous kind of it, dangerous and when yeah. you also take away like our free will yeah also to go yeah. back to what i was saying yeah like i'm i'm okay not knowing why my path led to like my job my friends you know like growing up here versus somewhere else you know like i'm i'm okay with not knowing that i'm okay with just understanding that it's what was chosen for me you know i, I it doesn't bother me it's comforting to go with that though um because i think that was i think that's like my like was my biggest struggle with religion and like going and like because i remember in college (laughs) um to go with that talking about like not knowing i remember being in college and just like trying to learn about god and religion and jesus Mm -hmm. and everything because like i went to a christian school and i had people that were like yeah come to new new spring or come to this church and like come with us and I remember sitting there and just thinking, I'm like, I'm like, how, like, we're never going to know anything and everything. Like, like Lauren said, like, we're not going to, if we knew everything, like my saying is if we knew everything, then we would be God ourselves. Yes. And that's, that's true. But I remember like, 
and this is the same thing like it, it's like the bible like the bible has been like it's been translated read over perspected in so many different ways and so many different ideas and think about it like if you read a book and i like we what if we read the same book and you got a whole different point of view on this book than i did but it like neither of us are wrong but it's just the way we perceive the book that's exciting to me so that creates a dialogue an opinion yes and, and individuality but my thing was that whenever i was struggling i was like well why is it this way it's kind of goes back 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 to parenting it's like like me being who i am and being like i want to know the answer but i also want to know the why like you can like you like god's like all right don't sin or like don't don't do the seven dead like not the seven deadly sins but like the ten commandments like don't don't do this don't do this but it's like why it's like how like why is this like this higher power telling me what i can and cannot do or something yeah but and it's not even like like why are you telling me to do this like it's more of just like but why like how am i supposed to believe in something that like i like going into the faith like not knowing or anything but it's like like how am i supposed to trust in this if you're not going to tell me why and tell me and and it that's, just it's that's faith though i know and, and also like if if there is a god and he is perfectly all-knowing and you know benevolent are you perfectly all-knowing and benevolent have you made mistakes have i made mistakes of course he's better than both of us so he's going to know why it's, it goes back to Lawrence thing like this is why yeah. like i'm telling you i know trust me trust that's the huge biggest thing in the bible is trust me i've told you this thing don't 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 <laughs> don't talk back to me don't talk back don't yeah. create that golden calf dude B- but but i think like in high like in college and high school like i struggled in that not knowing i'm sorry yeah, I've been burping that's normal since my, that's but, normal too i mean yeah burping's normal but also <laughs> yeah, burping's normal. also questioning your faith is normal. but yeah and but i think like now like i've kind of gotten to a point where i've tried so many times listening to like churches listening trying to read a bible and stuff that i've just kind of like you know what like i'm just gonna put it on the back burner like I know that there's a higher power if it's God or whatever. Like, I know that there's somebody up there, like, nothing back to, like, nothing just by chance. But <laughs> but same thing, like Lauren said, like, it's good to not know. It's good to know that, like, everyone doesn't know what's going to happen in the world. They don't know if they're going to wake up tomorrow, which is really gruesome. But, yeah. but like, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And that's and I'm fine with that, too. I'm, I'm like, yeah. but, but I know that struggling with my whole viewpoint, like, of knowing why and wanting, I want answers I want to know why, but like, there's some things like you just can't know why. Well, to cap this off, I'll, I I want to uh, wrap up with like a a thing that Neil deGrasse Tyson once said. You know, the famous you know astrophysicist. He was Didn't like, get in an argument with Joe Rogan on his podcast. Y- yeah, they. I mean, Joe Rogan's gotten in a lot of arguments with people, but <laughs> he's my idol. <laughs> he, I, 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 I look up to him for that. Um, <laughs> But no, I think I remember their po- sorry, this is like like ADHD, but I remember being like seeing the podcast episode of of them together and Neil was like shouting over Rogan and Rogan Really? Yeah, like wrote I don't remember that, but he's he's, he's like, not like shouting over him, but it was talking about keeping yourself calm and cool and collected. That's ironic. <laughs> Me shouting over. <laughs> well, no, because Joe Rogan was trying to make a point uh-huh. and 
I don't, I'm not going to even say his last name, but Neil was like, no, like interjecting kind of like, oh, no, 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 like, no, because he probably thought he was more superior than Joe Rogan because he's an astrophysicist and everything. Yeah, probably. But like Joe, like you can see in the, like you can go, like go, go YouTube video it, but you can see him like, like breathing and like controlling everything and keeping the same tone the entire time. And you see the best (laughs) and you see, and you see Neil, like he ranges in his vocals and everything because he's trying to. He's trying to project like, hey, I'm more, I'm better than you because I talk louder and I'm smarter than you. Because Listen to this. what I say. I know better. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, what DeGrasse Tyson said was, you know, Joe Rogan asked him, like, if you could live forever, would you? And he's like, no, absolutely not. Because if I could live forever, there would always be tomorrow. I don't have any f- fine. That's not the right word. Uh, my life would have a timer on it. And. I wouldn't have any reason or any urgency to learn, think, grow connections to people or anything. Because the veil of death is upon all of us. It's one thing we all share in common, so we got to spend as much time as we can while we're here making the most of it. Mic drop. Mic drop. I have a, qu- I have a quiz for both of you, since you guys are such besties. Oh jeez! Is this gonna be like how well, how well, like how well do you know your bestie? That is exactly what it is. Oh god! <laughs> how, are you, how are you gonna quiz us on? So I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask um, each of you one question. Alternating. It's like it's like a boyfriend and girlfriend question. It's like, hey Blake. Well, no, this one's for besties, not partners, because okay. that came up. Um, oh. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask. So uh, question A is gonna be Lauren. I'm gonna ask her that. Julie is gonna, you know, think think about think of the answer. Julie is gonna say it, and then Lauren's gonna say if it's well, no, around Lauren there. Should say her answer first, and I should say my answer. Lauren's gonna say right now she needs two weeks to edit this episode. <laughs> well, you do have two weeks. Episode four, three drops tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll do we'll do we'll do just a little. Um, <laughs> all right, I I don't. I'm just giving you a hard time. Question one. So this is, you're going to guess what Lauren's answer is here. Oh, okay. So you have to tell me your answer, and then Lauren will say if it's correct. All right, let's do this. Okay, what would you say Lauren is most afraid of? Oh, well, we just talked about in the podcast. Uh, she hates, oh, I don't know, most afraid. We're probably, like, this is probably going to make us, like, sound like we're, like, horrible friends. But I guess, I guess... I would say like the whole like Love. broken like broken bones and stuff, but I guess I could also say like I'm I'm not afraid of that. It just disgusts me. <laughs> I guess I she cringes. I I don't know what her fear is. What does she fear? I'm not gonna be like death. <laughs> yeah, let's. Not, I don't fear that. Let's make it <laughs> no. <laughs> Fiz- was like something scary. What's she scared of? You know, uh, <laughs> snakes, spiders. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like she could kind of be like fearful of like possibly being alone for the rest of her life. Maybe like not saying that like, she needs anybody. <laughs> oh my god! But, but Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Mo- uh, I I have mixed feelings on that. Moving on to number two. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's another pod episode. All right. Lauren. Lauren for Julia. Where can you always find Julia at? Oh my gosh. On the freaking couch. 
watching TV. <laughs> like when she's at home, that's what she's doing. She's she doesn't like sit in her room. She always is on the couch watching. TV. So it's like a Saturday. Isn't yeah, she's, yeah. She's on her. Is that yeah. correct? Is that correct? Well, right before I came over here, I was watching TV on my couch. <laughs> ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> Uh, but I, I will say I, I do watch a lot of TV and stuff, but like I've I've moved from the couch, like at least in Somerville, I would go upstairs into like our game room and everything and I'll just watch TV on the computer screen. But yeah, I do watch a lot of TV. All right. This is for Julia. Oh, God. Let's see. I'll probably get it oh, wrong. This again. is pretty cool. I didn't name the song that Lauren loves singing to you in the car <laughs> or with you the most. The car, the song that y'all sing in the car the most together. Okay, for for sure, like back in high school, like we absolutely love Santeria. Yeah. Santeria by Sublime is like our absolute oh, go-to. Fire, fire. But also uh, like only Sublime song I know. Yeah, fire. Um, but any basically any Sublime song like that's like our go-to. Like a lot of reggae we go to. Yeah, we used to blare um, "Blue Out of This Town." Yeah. yeah, boot by Pepper. We used to listen to that all the time. And uh, Medusa. Yeah, <laughs> Medusa was a big one. <laughs> all right, Lauren, what game or reality show do you think Julia would do best on? Uh, and you gotta think for yourself, too. dude. Uh, one of those cooking ones, like like a contest cooking. Yeah, contest? like a, like a cooking one. Because you're good. You're a good cook. She's good at like whipping stuff up and experimenting with what she has. I feel like she could do that. So funny story in college, we actually did chop challenges, um, where potlucks. Yeah, no, no, just we would go, we would go to Dollar Tree and we would to like it was first my Sheridan and Sarah they both cooked for me and like they bought random things. It was like a little date night for them, but I was just there because I was their roommate. Um, but they just bought random things from from Dollar Tree. And they had to cook a meal with that. So it would be like crescent rolls, toffee candy, like canned corn and something else. And you had to make a meal with that. Like all four ingredients. And you killed it? I did. I went against... I remember going against my friend Hannah. And we had like steak, some espresso candy. Um... And like some other things, and I made some kind of like I made some sear on the steak, and I take asparagus and I put the espresso candy on the asparagus to give it like a sweet and savory taste and everything. And I can't remember what another girl, like Hannah did, but I won the chop challenge. But I also was gonna say anything like, uh, do you remember the show Hidden Temple or Hidden Legends, like on Nickelodeon? It was like the kid show where they would do the obstacles and everything, and you would yeah. win like a prize. Oh, dude, when I was a kid, I wanted to kill that. I was like, oh, dude, yeah. I would watch that thing and I'd be like well Johnny can't do that like can't yeah, do that dude. I would kill that I think I would kill it on wipeout for sure oh no all right <laughs> Julia do you think Lauren all right is she a cookie ice cream or cake person so this one has choices that you you have a 33% chance of getting it right I'm definitely gonna go with ice cream person because how many trips we have taken to the calabash creamery is insane is that so correct? definitely an ice cream person because if she tells me I'm wrong then I'm gonna murder her I, sh- I shouldn't be an ice cream person because it makes my tummy hurt. <laughs> She's lactose intolerant. Oh. But I love ice cream. All right. She's last right. last one here. Okay. This is a good one. All right. Lauren. What's up? What does Julia order at the bar? She's just going up to the bar. Dude. The go-to. <laughs> uh, like beers or mixed drinks or do I have to guess? Uh, we'll, I'll make it easy. Beer. 
beer, Mick Ultra. Ding, 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 Every ding. Time. Okay, but also, like, what would that. I order if I was going to order a liquor drink? Yeah. Well, if she was getting point. a mixed drink, it depends on the activity. We're going to Sky if, Bar. If she'll probably get, like, a vodka Red Bull, but... If we're if we're just like having girl time, she'll probably get a mule. She likes mules. I do too. Um but I feel like if we're trying to get hype, we'll probably drink a vodka red bull. Maybe. All right. I don't know. I don't know if you drink vodka red bulls anymore. I used to, but I used love to. I love whiskey sours. That's like my go to. Whiskey sours are my go to nowadays, even though they give me the runs, if you know what I mean. <laughs> don't know what it is, but about that dark liquor, but it gets me going. Me and Lauren been big on the Moscow mules. Dude, I love them. Yeah, there's we love a them. there is a really good place in Key West to go get a Moscow Mule. Like the bar is like basically legendary for their Moscow Mules, and I had that on my honeymoon, and it was it was pretty good. I also broke my bodysuit in that in that bar too, <laughs> but that's for another time. All right, Lauren, you want to wrap this up? <laughs> yeah, now that we're at almost two hours, might, might as well just keep on going. I uh, three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, screw it. I can talk. No, I I appreciate y'all, and I'm glad that that we were able to I don't like to I I don't like to rein in a good conversation which is why I just I let it go but no thanks Jules for coming on the podcast um I want to say one last thing it's very somber before we go uh I'd be remiss if I didn't say nothing just because of this platform we're on a good friend of mine that was in my fraternity at Tall Cap Epsilon passed away oh yeah um, you did tell me about that about a week ago Lucas Edwards so this pod will be coming out later so it'll be two weeks ago but uh, he was 26 years old and he passed away and he was just a larger than life personality fun guy to hang out with and just an overall awesome dude that genuinely cared about what his friends were doing and how they were doing and just so fun to hang out with so I'm just really thinking about his family and all of our friends in our fraternity so yeah. I'd, I'd just be remiss if I didn't Right, right. Say that and uh, absolutely, Lucas hey. Edwards. You will be missed. Shout Love out you, to Lucas and his family and all your brothers at Teak. Yep, yep. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Thanks, Julia. Jeff. Oh yeah, no problem. Cherish the people while you have them. And always, and always, I will say, like throughout, all, like a lot of my life, um, don't dwell on the sad. Like you can, like not saying that anybody can't be sad, but like you can be sad. But like whenever you remember them, don't remember the sad times or don't be sad about it like remember the good times and always yep. talk the, about them positively and everything and like i i don't know luke edwards but i know that he probably was a great guy and i just want you whenever you remember him it's like remember him the great person he was and everything so yep that's what we've done we've been in the group chat just talking about all the times we had a good time with him so yeah he, he made a big impact on of uh, all of us in uh tke and ecu be missed. Okay. Rush Teak. Rush Teak. <laughs> Air Raid. Good night. Night. <laughs>